What's going on, FA Nation? Happy Thursday, and welcome into the Better Baseball MLB DFS podcast. I am your host, James Grande. I am joined alongside Colby Conway. Colby, haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, hope everything's going well. It's been a really long time uh, since we've done one of these. I would say, you know, I couldn't even actually remember the last time. Um, but how's everything? How's your, uh, how are you liking this Thursday slate uh, since we haven't talked in a long time? Yeah, really looking forward to Friday slate, I think. I think that's how I'm <laughs> looking at this Thursday slate. I mean, I, I love the some of the top price guys in the slate, like some of the elite options, especially some like high profile bats look really nice. I mean, we only have a seven game slate, a couple icons there next to games I don't necessarily like too much. But, you know, there's value is going to pop up. And especially as you know, this is just kind of the early preview of the slate. And as we get to the live stream, uh, I believe it's you and Fensty. Uh, you know, we'll have a little bit more about lineups, some weather updates. So hopefully more value will surface as the day goes on. Yeah. And sometimes there's always like changing change overnight uh, because we were recording the night before, like changes in pitchers that are going to throw on that day, you know, like randomly had Kode Senga and Max Scherzer switched the other day for no reason. And then uh, we, you know, doing this podcast overnight, I think last week you and I had six starters that we liked all not pitch. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, one of them was Nathan Evaldi. So something to, something to monitor. I think the, that day was, he was the only good pitcher. I believe it was probably a Thursday slate because Thursdays are usually the worst slates of the week. So um, keep that in mind. Um, but Colby, before we get into the breakdown of position by position, Anything over on the Vegas front that we should be looking at in terms of money lines? I see, you know, Julio Urias is a big favorite. Uh, Tanner Beebe and the Guardians, big favorites. But anything we should be looking at in terms of over-unders that, that catch your eye? You have the ones that are out right now. I mean, we got Mets, Diamondbacks, Ooh, opening yeah. at 10.5. That's a pretty high line. Uh, obviously, Urias is back for the Dodgers, but with Oviedo going for Pittsburgh, and we're looking at 8.5 at that line with some of those lefty bats in that Dodger lineup, that kind of seems like an over to me. And then Nathan Eovaldi, highest price pitcher on the slate in a game with a double digit run total opening up. I don't know if that's more of an indictment on Cutter Crawford or maybe things aren't necessarily looking as great for Eovaldi, but yeah, some interesting ones. We don't have course. Thank goodness. That's probably just a good thing that I have with this slate. Yes. And then other than that, Cleveland, big-time favorites just because, honestly, right now, any right-hander going up against Kansas City, you seem like you're a lock for, I don't know, what, Dude, eight seven, strikeouts, yeah, nine seven, strikeouts? Yeah, seven innings, eight strikeouts is like a, the base line. <laughs> um, I, I wish my all my uh, shares of Minnesota could just face Kansas City for 162, but uh, I digress. Yeah, definitely some interesting totals there. Uh, Ten runs in two separate games. I think the Boston – the naturally in Fenway we see higher totals in the summer just with the way the ball carries there and you know the green monster may be big but it ain't too far out there so um definitely something to monitor if that if either of those games move but let's hop into the pitching position and you and I were talking about it before uh it's brutal um because we mentioned Ivaldi you know former Red Sox going, going back to, I shouldn't say going home because he's from Texas, but going back to Boston where he mostly found his success. Like he started to be okay with the Yankees, but he really broke out last year for the Red Sox and he's done that and more with the Rangers, but obviously a tough matchup here. Kirby has a tough matchup against a uh, Houston offense that hits righties and righties. Well, 
especially, you know, with the emergence of Yanir Diaz and Jose Reo being back. Urias should be the odds-on best pitcher of the slate, but he came back and got shelled and looked against the Royals. Like, it wasn't... It was the Royals, the team that we just were talking about, how bad they've been. Who are we looking at here as our top arms uh, on this slate? I mean, we have to give Eovaldi credit. I mean, since June 1, Boston's, you know, 11th worst strikeout rate, just in terms of WRC plus a little bit below the league average coming at 97. So, I mean, we have to consider him. I'm scared to death of Kirby against Houston. <laughs> They're red hot, white hot whatever the hottest color of flame there is. That's what Houston is at this point. I think they're like eight and two in their last 10 or something like that. So they're obviously streaking. I'd love to play Urias, but I have no clue where he's at. I just, it's a little price. If he was like the fifth or sixth highest price pitcher, I'd be more inclined to maybe give it a go. I think he's just going to be so highly owned simply because of the PIT right there in his opponent. opponent. I think that's going to be the reason for him. Uh, I love Tanner Bybee though. It's Kansas City. It's a righty. Since June 1, they're striking out a bundle of the time, about 23%. That team, WRC plus, 78. No thanks. And and Bybee's finally started to get the strikeouts back a little bit. They've ticked up a bit. And it kind of seems like right now, what we give like Milwaukee flack for against lefties is kind of what Kansas City is to the yes. right-handed, to right-handed pitching. I agree. I think he's the top arm of the slate. And I worry about Urias' pitch count as well. Like 66 mm-hmm. pitches in his in his return. We already know Dave Roberts is very annoying with that to begin with. He limits pitchers all the time. Like I think Clayton Kershaw is probably the only guy that he really like lets go at times. And we even saw Clayton Kershaw, what, seven perfect innings last year, and then he like took him out. Like Dave Roberts is not afraid to get people out of the game. I think Bybee is 100% the best arm of the slate, the Guardians, 105, 105, 96. They're letting him throw 25-plus fantasy points and back-to-back starts, I think, without a doubt. I like Nathan Avaldi, and, you know, obviously Boston's offense is scary, and but, like, Nathan Avaldi's scary. I mean, the guy has turned into a fantastic pitcher. He's averaged 23 fantasy points per game over his last 10 starts, 226 ERA, 182 batting average against, 22 fantasy points per game on the year, like, he knows how to pitch in Fenway. I, I'm willing to get to Evaldi because it just kind of falls off a cliff after this. Like, where else would you go? Like, I have actually just one name that I'm interested in on the rest of this league. Yeah, I do like Kyle Bradish. And I know that's kind of the one that yep. you're in on as well. I mean, that's that it. Yankee offense, I mean, you can attack them. They're barely above the Mendoza line, like yep. in the past, in recent memory against right-handed pitching. And, I, I like his chances for a win. I would love to be in on Luis Severino. I just, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I just, bad. it just, it doesn't, it's not there. And then beyond that, like you say, Kikuchi, Chicago's not great against lefties. As I look here for the year, they do strike out a good bit against lefties. But one of my top plays of the night is a lefty masher on that team. And I would rather have him in my lineup than anything. So right. I don't think I can quite go there. I mean, other than that, everybody at the bottom, like Jordan Lyles stinks. Carlos Carrasco, yes. I'm going to talk about him a bit later. I don't know if Cutter Crawford's in line for a win. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, outside of, after Braddish, it gets ugly and it gets ugly quick. Yeah, I think Braddish is the guy, uh, just given how bad the Yankees have been. And mm-hmm. truthfully, outside of that one start in Toronto against a team who doesn't really strike out, 
the strikeouts have been really impressive for Kyle Bradish. Seven, seven, eight, and ten, excluding that Toronto game in his last five, uh, four of his last five starts. And he's, you know, we know DraftKings. You need strikeouts for your starters. Strikeouts are king. Twenty plus fantasy points in all four of those games. Um, Aaron Judge ain't walking through that door, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, especially, you know, he has allowed eight home runs, so he is susceptible there. Um, but has does have a solid ground ball rate. Don't I really don't know where else to go. Like Ryan Nelson has been probably the best of the bunch lately, just with back to back starts of seven plus innings and one run against good offenses, San Francisco, LA. Um, I don't think we can trust that against the Mets, but like maybe because it's the Mets. But I think you I think you and I both have um some interest in, in Mets bats, so yeah, I, I largely think it's Evaldi, Bybee, Bradish, and just circulate, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups. I mean, if you want to take darts on Kirby, sure. Severino, sure, but it's really not. Yeah. It doesn't feel great. Um, Colby, before we get into uh, our hitters breakdown, infield and outfield, I want to tell everyone about the real-time sports pick'em promo that we have. Um, and the real time sports uh, play the real time sports daily pick 'em contest. You got to set a lineup of player props, and if you hit them all, you win. Uh, like you and I did on Wednesday evening show. If you guys want to go check that out, um, you can go over to fantasyalarm.com uh, or go check out uh, our video on YouTube, our live stream on YouTube, and check out what we did. Uh, Justin Steele strikeouts and uh, Matt Olson total bases was the the two plays that Colby and I went with. But they have baseball, golf, football, basketball, and all different types of sports. What you have to do is you go to rtsports.com slash alarm, and first-time depositors get a 100% instant match up to $200 using code ALARM23. That is rtsports.com slash alarm, and first-time depositors get a 100% instant match up to $200 using code ALARM23, alarm 23 all one word. And please play responsibly. If you need help, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. With that aside, Colby, let's get into our infield breakdown. Who are your inf- top infield plays of the day? I do like Jose Ramirez a good bit. Anytime that team is facing a righty, Jose Ramirez is always going to be in play. Really, any of the Cleveland left-handed bats I like a bunch. Um, so we'll have to see if the Naylor bros, at least one of them, <laughs> cracks the lineup. I know Josh is going to be in there, but he's a player that I like a good a good bit in that one. Obviously, Jose Ramirez is my top one there. And I also really like Marcus Semien. I mean, I know he's the highest-priced second base or second-highest price if you're going to count Mookie. Um but it's a really good spot for Semyon. You know, as you look at the numbers, he's been very good against righties. Cutter Crawford has reverse splits, and that righties have hit him better than lefties this season. And all Semyon's done is posted a 343 Woba with 10 home runs against right-handed pitching this year. And if you like home road splits on the road, Semyon 282 with a 351 Woba. So Semyon's expensive. Second base sometimes provides some good value for you to pick from. I don't know if that's going to be the story on this slate. Uh, so that may be a position to pay up for. And if obviously, if you're going to stack Texas, you're going to have to include Marcus Semyon. Yeah, I don't really have much to add about like top names in the infield. I will say Josh Young is interesting just because Cutter Crawford does have the reverse splits and 
he has been good against righties and lefties. So uh, Josh Jung is fine for me. Um, in terms of value, I like the value on this slate. Uh, I like Andrew Vaughn against left-handed pitching um, quite a bit, 3,700. Uh, and we know Kikuchi's susceptible to the home run ball. And we know Vaughn has some power against lefties. Uh, I like Jordan Westberg, who is having another good evening back-to-back uh, games with extra base hits now. And the aforementioned Luis Severino, I mean, he's just struggling, dude. Like, I, I wish that wasn't the case, being a fan of the Yankees. Um, but he has just been bad. And righties, and you talked about this when Westberg got called up. You and I were doing the show together. And Westberg had all the power flashing against righties in the minors. This year against right-handed uh, bats, Luis Severino, 304 average allowed, 930 OPS, 395 Woba allowed. Like, righties are crushing him. And lefties are, are not too far behind, but uh, Jordan Westberg hitting from the right side, uh, very good value there. And I like Brett Beatty because lefty power against Ryan Nelson has been um, has been very fruitful this year. We're going to get to, I'm sure, a Mets outfielder as well to pair with him, maybe a couple. Uh, but I do like Brett Beatty. I know they're hitting him ninth, which isn't the best. But if you are going to play like a Beatty Nimmo mini stack, that's that's a little interesting to me, uh, especially if if uh, Beatty is hitting ninth. So I like Brett Beatty. What say you for some infield value, Colby? Yeah, I really want to see as lineups lost or the lineups come closer to being released and everything like that, what the White Sox end up doing. Because when you look at the lineup in their last two games against lefties, the one time uh, Zach Remillard hit ninth and the game before that, though, he hit first. If mm-hmm. he's going to lead off... Very cheap price, very good of late. Last 10 at-bats against lefties, six for 10, three runs scored, two RBIs, even taking three walks. Also has a stolen base, but whatever forever is that worth. Even if he hits ninth, he's interesting. I don't I don't know if Chicago is going to be my, my contrarian stack play, but they have two particular outfielders I really like. Obviously, everyone knows the one in Luis Robert, but if Remillard's going to lead off, he's very, very intriguing as a value option. Uh, in the infield he's at second base so he's the one pretty much it looks like second base i'm going all the way down to remillard or i'm going all the way up to semi and slash bets but that's a value guy i kind of like yeah as we look at the slate of the early part yeah i like that too um because he has been awesome and you mentioned it i mean he has two stolen bases in the limited time that he's been up i mean he's only played 15 games two stolen bases you know you make you you know expand that to what i mean every 30 games, four stolen bases. So 15 stolen base guy over the course of a season. So um, maybe a little more math is hard. So uh, yeah, I, I like Remillard quite a bit. Um, three extra base hits, eight RBIs, two stolen bases, hitting 366. Not too shabby, Colby. Uh, let's move on to the outfield here. And I think both of us are in lockstep here with one Luis Robert, who, you know what? I'm just happy that they're pricing him this way because he's been under, he was under 5k. Like if you look through, I mean, dude, look at the, like, what in the hell are we doing? He is, look at the freaking fantasy. If he's not homering, he's stealing a base. If he's not stealing a base, he's probably hitting a home run or a double or just doing something incredibly productive because, hey, newsflash, this is who we all thought he was going to be. And then he's had a couple fluke injuries for the last few years. Um, he probably is going to be the cover of this show. As I talk through who I'm thinking about making the cover of the show, it's 
probably going to be Luis Robert because why the hell wouldn't it be? I mean, I, like, I, what number do you start with? 716 slug against lefties? 358 ISO against lefties, 482 Woba against lefties, 216 WRC plus against lefties. And then it doesn't even matter because once they take the lefty out of the game and they bring in a righty out of the pen, it's like, well, you know, Luis Roberts better against lefties and righties. Well, don't tell him that because I'm looking here last two weeks, Luis Robert 406 average with six home runs in 32 at bats against right handed pitching. You just can't get this guy out right now. You have nothing. You, you can't, it's just up there. Might as well just lob it in there and just hope that maybe he only hits it off the wall at this point. Yep. He's just, yep. he's white hot right now. So he's, yeah, make him, make him the cover. I, I like that. Yeah. And I mean, again, like even in this game against Oakland where he's one for three, he walks twice and has a stolen base. Like he's just doing everything. I mean, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, nine of his last ten games, he's given us double-digit DraftKings points. Like he's averaging happen. seventeen and a half over his last <laughs> ten. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, and you look at his price at five six. Uh, we, now we got to math a little bit. So let's just say times, just make it six times three is eighteen. You're almost, you're almost about three x just base based on his average. And that's not even talking, <laughs> God forbid he hits one off the wall. God forbid right. he gets two RBIs. Maybe he steals a base. Like, I mean, he had that zero mixed in there. And then other than that, it's everything. Yeah. Everything's double digits. I know. 17 and a half with zero mixed in too. So it makes you, makes you wonder if he just gets on base once in that game, what could have happened? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to plug him now. I know we're going to talk about other people, but like, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's the top play. I think for me, if I was spending up on anyone else in the outfield, it'd be Adolis Garcia homered again on um, Wednesday just seems to just he's gonna go for another season of 35 home runs and you know people are gonna still come into next year and be like oh he can't do it again right right i mean he's gonna do it again i'm just, I'm just saying he's gonna do it again and then obviously the dodgers whatever dodger you want to spend up on you get to what about what do you got for uh for top spends any anyone different than luis robert dodgers and uh adolis garcia couple of Mets outfielders that we already, we kind of hit on a little bit. I like Brandon Nimmo, top of the order. Ryan Nelson has struggled against lefties all year. And Nimmo kind of hits lefties and righties well. Like looking at his numbers this year, three, 370 Woba against righties, 264 average, 13 homers. So like he's good against right-handers. So I don't mind going with a guy like him. And then obviously he's still our free square for a little bit. But Colton Kowser, another cheap outfielder. Plug him in there. Get yourself some value. He's still 2K? Oh, he is. Hmm. Like, I don't, I guess, like, the algorithm probably says, like, oh, why would I make this guy anything more than 2K if he has no stats? But, like, I don't know, you know, like, 2,700, 2,900. I feel like these things need to progress a little faster than they do. Um, probably yeah, the I, Friday slate, he'll probably be in that 26, 27 range. Probably. I think it's like, I feel like that, that third game for them usually is when it bumps. Yeah, especially when you look and he had the RBI single and then scored a run. So, like, he just walked again. So, when we've now been on base, we have nine fantasy points with, you know, he's on base with the chance to do more, right? So, yeah. um, and he for the record, be. West, uh, Westberg, when he came up, 2000, 2000, 2900. So it was that third game that he got the bump. Mm, so okay. I, I would expect the, this, will, this will probably be the last time we get $2,000 Colton Kowser. Yeah. And uh, if honestly, if we're going to get a lineup, uh, seven or 
seven, eight of Kowser Westberg could be a nice little stack again if you're heading into your uh, very, very cheap stack as well. Like they are both still free. So um, love the Kowser play. I the only other person I'd really mention, and we you know we could sit here and talk Tommy Fam all day. You know I love to. I'd That's love what we've to been doing. Fam. That's what we've been We're, doing. That's kind of what we've been doing. Um, Leody Taveras continues to hit and mm-hmm. you know like it's funny he was i i've said this a couple times but he, a few years ago he was drafted as everyone's late stolen base play and now like he just does everything like he hits for power he's 26 extra base hits including 10 home runs and he's not really like he can steal bases but he's not like the 25 to 30 stolen base guy that everyone thought he was going to be um and maybe that's because you know he doesn't need to be because when he hits ninth you know, next thing you know, Marcus Simeon's doubling you in or Corey Seager's doubling you in, and it's just the the merry-go-round that is the Texas Rangers offense. So as long as they're going to keep giving us Leody Tavares 3,400, I'm going to keep playing it. And I think, and I said it to you before, for DraftKings' sake and to make things a little more difficult, I think the Texas pricing should become that of the Atlanta pricing, where Eddie Rosario is $4,100. We should have Leody Tavares over 4K at this point. Ezekiel Duran should be Marcelo Zuna at like $4,300. Like they should, there's no reason that we're still getting these guys under 4K. I digress. And we move on to our last segment of the day before we get into our lineup builds. And that is the Grande's Gems and Colby's Cornerstones. So Colby, from your corner store on the Cornerstones, Colby Conway, hit us up with all of your top plays uh, at each each uh, home run call, top stack, contrarian stack, star of the night, and value play of the night. Home run call, I'm going Christian Walker. Uh, I'm going to talk about the D-backs in a bit, but right-handers, right-handers against Carlos Carrasco, something to take note of. Top stack, Dodgers. Contrarian stack goes right with Christian Walker. Diamondbacks, love the righties in that lineup. Star of the night's Luis Robert. And although I just talked about the D-backs righties, the value play of the night is going to be left-handed bat Jake McCarthy. Yeah, love that they're hitting him near the top of the lineup last few games. Um, I mean, just infinite more, infinitely more value there. Uh, for me, I'm going to go Luis Robert as my home run call. Shocker, shocker there. Uh, top stack, I'm going to go Rangers. I am going to go contrarian stack as the Chicago White Sox. I do think uh, there is some good value in that lineup. You mentioned Remillard. I talked Vaughn. Uh, and then you can pair them, obviously, with uh, Robert and Eloy Jimenez in the outfield. Start of the night, I have Marcus Simeon written down, but I'm just going to, on the fly, change that to Luis Robert. I can't, I mean, we've talked about him enough to just, I think you and I can both just go all in and say that he's, if probably the top play of the night, I mean, he's already in our lineup and we haven't built any with anything else. Um, And then my value play of the night, someone I mentioned, Leody Tavares, uh, $3,400 is an excellent price. Um, So why don't we get into our lineup construction here, Colby? I'm just going to go Bybee. I think we both agreed that was probably the the first pitcher that we want to build with. Mm-hmm. I guess the next question is, can we afford Nathan Avaldi? Or should we go with Kyle Bradish is ultimately the decision we have to make. Now, I think when it comes to Avaldi, I think there's a clear path. And it's probably using Kowser, which I'm okay with using Kowser regardless because... He's still a stone cold minimum and we've already seen, I mean, you know, the Severino struggles are clear 
He's 2K. He's a stud. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. Um, so I think the Kowser play for me is like lock and load. What else do we want to lock and load after Kowser, Robert? And this is, you know, this is with the Evaldi play at pitcher. We could also always go to Bradish if we needed to. But I think probably for highest ceiling, Bybee, Evaldi is probably the pairing, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I'd love to get Semien in there. But going with those two arms, I don't know if we're going to be able to get. That's, an, that's another 5K plus bat in there. Well, we well let's let's toy with it because you know catcher is going to be a position that we can likely spend down on and Yusei Kikuchi pitching also like you That's mentioned who I was thinking well Tom Murphy I mean he's been insane you mentioned Naylor who hasn't been great but he does get uh he does get the Jordan Lyles matchup. Sevi Zavala has been someone who's hit lefties really well in the past. He has a couple of big games, uh, and by a couple, I mean he has a double home, a double dong game here, and he has a double dong game against the Yankees here. Um, I don't know why he has two double dong games on the year because he has six home runs and four of them have come in two games this year. But you know, whatever. Uh, do we was Murphy the person that like piqued your interest right there? Is that is that what you were thinking or Naylor? That was the first name that I went to. The other thing we could do, I know the matchups from the pitching side don't dictate it, but I mean, Yanir Diaz is just yeah, scorching matching. right now. Yep. And he gets a righty, and that's the better side of his split. So, I mean, if, if, if it's a matter of saving, looking at Murphy, $1,000 to go down to him, I'd almost rather just throw Diaz in there. Okay, well then let's see what we can do with Diaz because I was just looking at it from a perspective as – to save us anything. Um, we can move off of then after we well, look at it a little bit. Well, yeah, let's just, well, let's see third base. Um, we could play Westberg. We could play Beatty who I think both you and I, I think the Westberg play was more liked well received. Um, value shortstops. I mean, Nick Gonzalez has been really good for the pirates former top 25 overall prospect that wasn't on any prospect list this year, but for the three years prior was, um, he gets a righty lefty matchup. Was there any, like who was the, was there any other like really cheap outfield value that we wanted? Um, it was probably I mean, Tommy Pham's all, not all that much expensive, right? He's in like, is he still stuck in the threes? Yeah, 34. I was going to say him, McCarthy, and um, him. Where do they have McCarthy? This is the disrespect. $2,800. Oh. That's a plug. All right. Yeah, we'll put him in. That's a plug. Um, We could play, I'm trying to like figure out. I mean, first base. So. Do you like any value? It was a I I really like Andrew Vaughn against a lefty, and he's mm-hmm. gonna hit kind of behind Robert. They're probably gonna hit third and fifth, respectively. As like him. a little mini stack and in, in uh you're good with Andrew Vaughn? Yeah. Okay, so then we have thirty seven hundred for a third baseman and a and a shortstop. What are we thinking here? I mean Short- third base could be could be Westberg. Could be Westberg, and that would give us forty two hundred for a third baseman. Um or for a shortstop, rather. I don't, so let's let's just do this. 
for the sake of the the lineup, let's do we'll go from Yanier to Tom Murphy because we can always you know that gets us Lindor or Wit or Gunner. Any of those names more interesting to you? Okay, so okay, so I mess around over here with Bobby Eovaldi, Murphy, Vaughn, Semyon. I moved up to Max Muncy at third base. Ooh. And then we could go to Nick Gonzalez at short. I like Nick Gonzalez. If With your ice is going to continue left. to struggle, I mean, hey, if if your ice is going to continue to struggle, so like it is kind of a, a really good play. Oh, we're so close to getting uh, Jose Ramirez too. If we wanted to do more Texas, you could also play Jung off Muncie and then maybe Volpe at shortstop. But also, you don't need to go Volpe. 3,600. We could do a mini stack with Texas and go Jung and Tavares. Yeah, and actually the more I look at it, Gonzalez has not been good against lefties. Would you want to do would you want to do Jung at third over Muncie and then Tavares over McCarthy? And then we have a three-man Texas, a two-man White Sox, and then one off Kowser. Oh, I still have Nick Gonzalez in there. Shit. I mean you can leave him in there. I mean, he's still young. Like, there's still time okay. for him to turn around. So, go with him, or we can always go to Caballero at second base too if we like him. Yeah, I I like Caballero. Um, so go we ahead. can. So let's we'll leave uh we'll leave Gonzalez and then leave the option to go to Caballero, especially if they do decide to lead him off. But the lineup as constructed: Bybee, Avaldi, Murphy, Vaughn, Semyon. Jung, Gonzalez, Robert, Kowser, Tavares will be back at 5 Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys later.